0: Yeah, well, we're back in here for another recording do of with
1: this. Do drums.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't know what, me yelling?
1: <sighs> yeah, yeah. You good, you good. How just, am I, what am I supposed to do? I don't have the overhead headphones, you know this. So, that's that's it.
0: Yeah, anyway.
1: The ear headphones suck. Such a snob now.
0: Well... Like I was saying, we are here to break down the Extreme Rules pay-per-view, or no, properly the horror show that was Extreme Rules. Uh, Like we said uh, earlier that you got on the recording that you guys did not hear because of my clumsiness and whatever, ever. Uh, (laughs) The most interesting thing at the beginning of the wonderful, wonderful horror show was that it wasn't horrible. It wasn't, it wasn't horror. It wasn't I, I mean, it wasn't anything scary about it at all. It
1: wasn't scary.
0: Like, I mean, it wasn't horrible. I will say that now. It wasn't a horrible show to correct my, uh, whatever I said earlier, but it was also not really a horror show. Like I said, and I will get into later how the actual thing that I think this whole thing was named after and the, even the other thing that I think this whole thing could be even supposed to be themed behind. Neither one of them was really that scary.
1: Agreed. Um...
0: But, you know, whatever. What do we expect? They, Like I said, at this point, they're just desperate. They're trying to get people to buy not only the pay-per-views that are remarkably overpriced. By the hmm. way, if you're paying pay-per-view prices, his- you are insane. <laughs> exactly? For no crowd? Like, you're not even getting... Really? Dude, just give them the
1: $9. Right? That's so much but anyway, better. Yeah. But before we do that, let me go on my rant. Because I've come on here for the past couple of weeks complaining about the, the color screen for this show. Okay, um, again, it, was, it did not give me horror vibes. They had neon lights. They had um, neon colors. I felt like I was at a rave. And I, I literally told you, I was like, I need Naomi's entrance right now because it would be super dope with the lights off. She fits right in. Also, um, just, just the whole ambiance of it, I felt like I should be um, drenched in sweat, rolling off mdma with some music that's way too loud because that that didn't give me pay-per-view vibes that gave me oh my god i'm at a rave give me some give me some glow sticks let me let me feel the vibe
0: vibe (laughs) oh my god that's a horrible mental image and i just thought immediately of that man who shall not be named dancing in uh in a movie (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> but anyway, uh, movie gone, please let's move on. Uh, straight into the kickoff show with Murphy and Kevin Owens, and uh, typical uh, kickoff shenanigans here. Nice match, not not, not much longer than 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, back, back and forth contest, even and probably not even that long. Really, I don't know, it was a good match, but. Mm, kickoff shows matches are never going to really be like 30-minute matches or anything like that. But either way it goes, it a great back-and-forth contest. I love the story that Kevin Owens was telling after the match, after he won, which we probably all figured he would do. Uh He doesn't have to be – Buddy Murphy does not have to be in anyone's shadow is what he was saying after the match. And it's just so true, man. He's, he's, Buddy's underappreciated if you ask, if, ask me the way he's being booked. He's a great, great guy. He's much more than someone who's gonna come in, give the baby faces a great match, and they lose. Like he has a lot of potential that has not even been tapped yet. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think that's really. I don't think Kevin Owens and But I don't think that's really going anywhere. Or that's part of the story yet. I think Buddy's is probably still gonna be following himself around. But I'm just saying, WWE, uh, you better realize they got a real talent right there, and don't don't just let them. You know. Lose every week forever. Mm. He's pretty, he's really good. It's, I think that's a waste of time if he's just uh, doing the job. But anyway, uh, moving on to the tag team title table match between the New Day Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke got new gear and he also got a new belt. He had the Spider-Man vibes going on with the color scheme of his new gear, and I was hyped with that. I'm hyped anytime it's a tornado tag type of match in general. There were one six spot where I think Big E like counterposed Kofi Kingston over the top rope to try to dive on Cesaro and Shinsuke, I assume. And he dived right into a table. It was very, very hilarious. It was unbelievably uh it popped me. It definitely popped me. But, uh, you know, this also what also popped me was the finish. Sick powerbomb through two tables. Cesaro with a very, very passionate promo to Michael Cole at the end, letting them know that action speaks louder than words, and they're tired of being overlooked. And they're the new tag team champions. And it's great to see. Congratulations to Shinsuke Nakamura for putting another title in his collection as far as his run with WWE goes. And shout out to Cesaro. I think he's a seven time tag champion now. And it's crazy that these things just happen over the years. And you just kind of, I kind of forgot in the middle of my mind. It was like, yeah, he was the, a beast with Tyson Kidd. And him and Seamus won like four or five them by themselves. So, yeah, makes sense. So, yeah. Anyway, anyway. love those guys. New tag team champions. <laughs> Gotta give them a pop for that one. And on to the next title match. where uh, And do you want to describe the segment again? Yes. All right. Well, this, well, is, this is the first time. The I've first time talking. you've ever described it for this recording. But like once again, I said we've done this already. Kind of.
1: No, we haven't. Stop. stop oh, stop. okay. Stop. Stop breaking kayfabe.
0: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. All right. God, I wouldn't make it back in the day.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't okay so oscar Kyrie, and Alexa bliss were hyping nikki cross up backstage they were like you can do it you can do it girl you got this and then Kyrie saying, says you know but if you lose we'll still be your friend and it was like Fair.
0: that was a warning that was a foreshadowing
1: yeah like oscar's face like she didn't know what to say she was like will i and then alexa was like yeah you got this let's go <laughs> Um, it was it was an interesting match, but this is this is the best friends. This is the golden role models. This is Sasha Banks and Bayley, and you know, whenever it's Sasha Banks and Bayley, there's no there's no there's no um, fair play involved. Like they're they're gonna cheat. They're gonna cheat as hard as they can. What was funny to me was um Michael Cole and Corey talking about how uh, Sasha's rings are like oh they're like brass knuckles. It's like, yeah. Yeah, they are. What did you think? They were just jewelry. Oh. Yes.
0: That <laughs> that is what they thought, obviously.
1: But Bailey won. <laughs> uh
0: the story that of this match was so dope. You know, I love the underdog story that Nikki Cross has constantly been battling. Uh I feel like whenever she finally does uh turn or you know crack and you know maybe becomes a little bit more unhinged or whenever she finally overcomes uh and wins a title i think it'll be a beautiful and great moment or and she can be they have something with nikki cross i love nikki cross uh uh i think she's been doing a great job especially uh since this pandemic has been kicked off and and they've been making the best out of her i mean her and been making the best out of something that we were a lot of people weren't too sure about when they got together and i think it's ended up being a you know a nice pairing or at least a nice little dynamic at least so far Mm -hmm. you know things could be better but you know uh again i I really like them I also love how consistent WWE has been with presenting Bailey as pretty much unbeatable and just a great champion. And she has come a long way because you, I, uh, speaking of Alexa Bliss and Bailey at Extreme Rules, we're not even going to talk about that match. That's my point. Bailey has come a long way because now she's the unbeatable champion who does whatever it takes to win. And you know, the finish was another case where, you know, Sasha saves Bailey's reign and you know, I like that little dynamic going on. And, you know, and I at this point I also like how they're flat out cheating. They you know, that now nah, they don't care. I mean at, at the beginning of the role model run, they didn't really cheat as much. I'm not saying they of course they did de- uh Bailey did when she was especially by herself. She took advantage of some things a couple of times, but a lot of times she just, you know, outwitted her opponent and st- or just found ways to win. And she has been cheating, like all the way back to Naomi, the title match. She has been getting the upper hand in 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 dastardly ways. But it seems different to tonight in particular. They kind of just went like we're going old school. We're gonna screw these girls, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what happened. And uh, any
1: means possible.
0: Yeah, right after this, Bray Wyatt had a seg, uh, had a little teaser into what was to come with the uh, Swamp Match, and he had a dig at that horrible karaoke segment <laughs> from a few weeks ago, and that popped me. I just wanted to mention it because uh, it was pretty bad. It was definitely horror that whoever came up with that segment. And I like how Rambling Rabbit said it to keep our theory that Rambling Rabbit is a metaphor for us people who complain on Twitter or who are just fans of you know the W universe in general. But either way it goes, um, uh, that was all, that was a nice little you know moment.
1: Also, I hate to say this, and I don't want I don't want to speak it out there to the to the universe, but it seems like Apollo Cruz has COVID because. Um, I know you You pulled me to the side. Not pulled me to the side. You snapped your fingers at me. He was like, look, they're acknowledging that he has not been to work in, in weeks. And um, for Tom Phillips to be like, Apollo Crews was here earlier, but he didn't pass his pre-match physical <laughs> due to a recent injury <laughs> that he suffered yeah, and they, at they, the they hands of Bobby. They blamed Harris.
0: it on on, uh, on uh, the fool Nelson. And they, uh, well, they do- said it was a bulging disc.
1: In his, you know, that's dangerous. Why yeah. are we playing with these things?
0: Well, when no, he hasn't been. He hasn't been on TV for three no, weeks, so to be fair. No,
1: you have to get, you have <laughs> to get so, many, so many tests done to figure out what a, a bulging disc is there. It's yep. not just a physical.
0: Well, I won't go as far as what you said about COVID and stuff, because I don't want to speak that stuff on anybody. I know he couldn't talk about it even if he had it or whatever. But, that's what makes you think he what's got it. what's going on. I, I know, but I don't even want to bring it up. I just don't. I don't even want to bring it up and wish it on any of them. Uh, but but his situation is bothering me. Is what I wrote down. That's all I'll say. I don't want to say that or jump to that conclusion. I don't know why, but yes, they, it is forcing you to believe that he has at least been forced to quarantine. Yes, you know at the least. So that's the only thing I can at least say there. I don't know any more any more details than that, and we'll find out. But anytime your U.S. champion, who's supposed to be in a Major feud hasn't been on TV since you guys unveiled this new belt two, mm-hmm. three weeks ago. Yeah, it looks bad. It looks bad. But, you know, either way it goes, MVP killed this promo. And, you know, blaming uh, Apollo's disappearance on Bobby is, is, is a good heat builder. I don't like the, the continued false advertising if they knew, you know, Apollo was not going to be there a few weeks ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. don't advertise it. But... Then again, maybe they didn't know. Maybe this stuff, maybe they thought he would, this is the first few weeks of quarantine would be good enough. And then, you know, he got there and maybe a temperature was, like, I don't know. I'm just talking. I don't know anything. And, if he and, legit uh, did, and I don't know, but either legit, way it goes. If
1: he legit did have a bulging disc, like, they, he had two weeks go to the doctor. And y'all could have told us. Well, no, true. I
0: don't. First of all, anytime somebody tell you an injury on WWE television, unless you got it confirmed with surgery pictures posted on the Twitter or something like that, don't believe it anyway. So I don't care about that. That's not. I don't care about. I don't. I, my, I'm not. Not that I wouldn't care if he has a bulging disc. I just don't believe he got a bulging disc and his shoulder from the Ford Nelson. <laughs> his no. shoulder just from the Ford Nelson. If he got a bulging disc, he got it. You know, in general he had this problem and right right. right, right. Then, then that's different. That's totally different. All but right. in, anyway, we can move on to the D- I
1: for an eye. Yes. I just want to say how funny it is that, um, like a couple of times you, you pulled me out of my trance or whatever. And you were like, he, 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 he jabbed him with the end of a kendo stick. Like this match was crazy. And, um, the lie that they told afterwards was even crazier. Um, I'll let you.
0: I'll let you focus on that lie. Let me break this down because the beginning of the match, Seth, while he's making his li- uh, his entrance, literally has these big ass pliers, and I'm just like, he's not too, using yeah. that shit. That's literally was my reaction. He's not using it. But anyway, Ray jumps in from behind to start the match, and of course I pop because it's always nice. To see when Ray uh you know, nice nice when Ray sneaks up on people, because you know he's a little guy and that's literally what you're supposed to do. Like sneak up on these big ass dudes, right? But anyway, uh I popped again uh because of a Falcon arrow on the apron. That mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh god, that was insane. Uh Seth Rollins, quote, I'm gonna get that eye, uh, end quote. That was Seth Rollins, so that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I popped for that. <laughs> he literally trying to stab Rey Mysterio, and yes, I'm tripping. Like, am I tripping? Like, that's the way I feel. I'm watching this match, and I'm like, he's someone is literally trying to stab Rey Mysterio. Uh, I I will I'll break down a little bit of this, uh, cause like that was I, that was part of the highs, just the fact that they had a couple of spots where they looked like they're literally trying to stab each other, and it, and Seth Rollins got creative. He looked sick. I commend Seth for looking like a sick freak, but very creative. Like stabbing a kendo stick in the pose and then trying to ram Redhead into it. That's very, that's pretty creative. They they did everything, and you know that's what kind of let me down. Uh. You know, with the finish, because the finish ended up at, at some stupid stairs, and I'm just like, Y'all had so much, many better ways to to be sick and just take out the eye. <laughs> but y'all had to do this stair spot again. But it is what it is. I see it's a callback, so I'm not that mad. The match was not what I was expecting. I was expecting something see some more CGI, I was expecting more cinematic, I was expecting a little bit more. But at the end of the day, the match was fine. The only problem I really had with the match was a certain – uh, th- a couple of spots that Ray did. Like, I don't know why you're doing the Frost splash or ain't some of them come around moves. And even the 619 was pointless to me because you, that's why I didn't want this necessarily to be a regular wrestling match or in the wrestling ring as much. Just because your your whole goal is to try to take this man's aisle It's not to – do your 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 couple of spots that gets you a good pop in the ring. Like, this isn't a regular competition, so why are you doing the Frost Blast? The Frost Blast does nothing to get his eye out. I agree. But, you know, it is what it is. It was, other than that, and that's a little bit nitpicky because I did genuinely enjoy the match. And, you know, when I enjoy the match, then that's a great thumbs up. So, I commend them, guys, because Seth Rollins took a couple of spots and Ray got slid off from under the ring onto the table, and it sounded like all of his al was gone. They, they, they had, like I said, they almost they have killed each other, so it was definitely brutal enough, and I, I really enjoyed that. So, But Seth Rollins throwing up, I can live without.
1: Yes. Also, global luxation. Y'all dug deep into y'all research a disease that is pretty graphic, but also a pretty graphic-sounding. Could possibly be graphic, but definitely hundred percent curable, um, if it's not to a certain point. Like I don't, I don't want Kayla um, Braxton to say, you know, it was all. Charlie? It was Charlie. Yeah, My okay. bad. I'm sorry, Charlie. I don't want Charlie to be um, saying how, you know, it depends on if his optic nerve is torn.
0: She kept, yeah, those are big ifs, by the way, <laughs> that she was just trying to throw in there and like, ooh, right. don't worry because this, this is fine and this is fine. No, right. those are big ifs if someone's eye literally was supposed to be out of their head.
1: Like, that's not, that is not something that you. Uh, just
0: Google it. Google it. You
1: you joke around with.
0: Google it, guys, and you will see. Go Google the images and then you tell you tell us. If you think that's what Ray <laughs> got, and we should be just so sure that he could get his eyesight back,
1: <laughs> right? Like, like first of all, I, they, I just, I, um, as, as a, as a, um, budding medical professional, I did not like that. <laughs> um, but that yeah, they that had actually, to do it. Though. That like did. I
0: said, it would look weird as hell. Ray just pop up a couple months.
1: Oh, in you
0: know, T A or A W fine and dandy um, both eyes, his, his eyes are Ooh, he can see <laughs> they have the cover they tracks somehow the same thing with throwing ray off a building they
1: they, they needed to
0: come up with something they
1: they covered their tracks too quick with that one anyway <laughs> next up we. just had, the same
0: show at least i think the next time they tried to give you the suspense for the night uh-huh <laughs>
1: they had no choice because they had no bodies um Next up, we had the Raw Women's Title match. We had the Boss, the, the standard, print, yeah, there you the go. standard, Sasha Banks versus the one, the only, the Empress of today, tomorrow, Oscar
0: today, tomorrow, today, any day. Oh, what a beautiful reversal and submission wrestling match this was from both ladies. I mean, it was just great. They, they, they have some of the best chemistry and like. Oscar's fighting spirit in all of her matches recently has just been like a highlight. Like most of her matches, she takes these imo- crazy amounts of damage and then just keeps fighting. And it reminds me so much of that Japanese uh, wrestling style and uh, uh, that that I love so much in New Japan. It just she takes the damage and she just keeps on ticking and she give you give it right back. And that's the definition of strong style, right there. Uh, but Sasha and Oscar can wrestle every day, and I would be happy. That's the way I. That's literally the way I felt about this match. They have a, just a great chemistry, even though I don't even think they've really fought as much over the years. I don't really think that they fought that much. Mm-hmm. So, and and then heel Sasha just very different than babyface Sasha. Like she fights completely different. More joint manipulation. More submission. More uh, tr- trash talk. <laughs> underhanded tactics. Mm-hmm. uh just a, a totally different style and that's the way it should be because that freshens it up so when Sasha does turn face again whenever that day comes, it'll be something she'll be a completely different person again and like that's the way you should do it things should change things should freshen up mm-hmm. and that's what makes that's why when everybody was calling for Sasha to turn back heel for so long she's so good at it and that's why I'm not even mad you know that she got a chance to walk out. Uh, with these belts, even though I think me and you both agree that this is probably uh, they're not that she's not the champion. That's not withstanding, it's probably no yeah. contest.
1: This is this is gonna continue on to SummerSlam. No yeah, I'm obviously it's
0: gonna probably keep going. But uh, I'm just you know I love the match. It was awesome. The match was great all the way up to me into the overbooked finish. I really think. Uh, it was a little bit of over involvement with of Bailey. Bailey did a couple of things that was questionable, but some of her methods of trying to interfere was just kind of foolish to me. Even though it ended up, I guess, I guess working out. Even her idea of you know, of you know, taking the ref shirt mm-hmm. and doing that, I you know, it's how why would you think that would work, right? Like Bailey, you've watched enough wrestling. You know that's not going to work because watch exactly what's going to happen on RAW. At least what should happen. If it don't happen, then I'll just be you know aggravated because everyone knows that's a no contest. The referee, even without even signaling, once his eyes was misty, it's a no DQ or something like the match right. is out. At least you can't right. you can't play with me and act like it don't apply right now and then Bailey. All right, well it, it, at the least Bailey's count don't, don't mean nothing. Exactly. At the least, right? So. Anyway, that confusing finish ruined a good match to me, but it was still a hell of a match. So, I commend the ladies for doing that thing.
1: Agreed, agreed. Then we have um, a strange match. Not really strange, but strange because of the stipulations. We had um, Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. Um, This is the stipulations, y'all. So, it was an extreme rules match, but only for For Dolph Dolph And champion's advantage went out the window. If Drew McIntyre got counted out or if he got DQ'd, uh, he would lose the title. So, the odds were stacked up against Drew, y'all. Like, he was not supposed to win this match, but he still won this match.
0: Yeah, and like I said, the only nitpick I can have about this stipulation choice is that it just really shows that Drew that even Dolph knew that he was that Drew was on another level than him. Like because like you're afraid of him just regular as a wrestler, but you get to use weapons to right. take him down. Like there's already you admitting that you can't take him down without him. And you know, and he's a swarming heel so I guess that's fine. But uh it's just like I said, you know, at the end of the day you need to be you should have banned the claymore. Or something that would have been smarter, or something. Also, at least adding that stipulation would have made him look a little bit smarter. Or mm-hmm. like moments when he hit this fame master, fame master off the table instead of jumping in the ring, try to make an attempt to hold Drew from getting from breaking that ten count a couple of times, uh, and then let at least let the spot be Drew is fighting you off of him so he can get back in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, They did that spot a couple of times, and uh, I felt like a couple of times that Dolph could have took advantage uh, and actually had a chance to weasel his way into winning a belt. And it was still a great match because Dolph is still a hell of a great wrestler in the ring. Mm -hmm. I really, really, really like some of the – like him and Drew actually definitely had a really good chemistry. And some of the – anything Drew does with a smaller guy that he can just throw around sometimes is always great Anyway. And then you have somebody who can sell and also do things that Dolph can still do even in this point in his career. Uh, Of course, the match was, in my opinion, impressive. I liked it. Uh, Like I said, other than those little nitpicks about it, I really didn't have anything bad I can say about it. Uh, Uh, And Drew was supposed to win. And I don't think anybody thought he wasn't going to win. That's probably the biggest downfall of this match. No matter what. Dolph did, nobody probably thought that Drew can win. Even if you were a diehard Ziggler fan, I saw some people on Twitter hoping for that to be the reality and I wouldn't be mad at it, but no, I mean, I won't be mad. I would be mad he beat Drew, but I wouldn't be mad at Dolph getting a run because he do deserve certain things. But at the same time, you know, has that time passed up? Has, Has WWE already dropped the ball with that? And I probably would say yes.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, It was a good concept, but he didn't execute it well. Like, if you want to stack the odds up against the person, like really stack them odds and like execute it, you got all disadvantage, but you were still doing stuff like you were you weren't immune to the rules.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's probably like I said, the biggest little nitpick that you could have about it. I
1: agree. So next up, we got the um, Wyatt Swamp fight. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt, which was strange. I'm just gonna say strange.
0: One, this is one of the cinematic matches I will not recommend. It was, it was like weird, and I wouldn't say I don't want to say completely. It wasn't completely boring. It had his moments, like Alexa Bliss showing up, and some people are calling her sister Abigail. I don't know. Maybe you can give her that maybe that's either way it goes a nice little illusion it was some great moments little callbacks like braun fighting braun you know what i mean but uh bray wyatt definitely went his horror movie tropes back i saw that he definitely pulled out all the stops he could it was just confusing like i don't really even know uh what happened i I believe the fiend won and that's the problem. I nobody believe knows. The Fiend won. Like, nobody really knows, like, did that finish even matter? Or, like, what or does that even count for anything? Or it, who's the universal champion? Did Bron... Is Bron... What is going to happen? Now, what I would like... I would like that since... I would like it to not be like... Well, if it is, it could be kind of like the Firefly Funhouse in a way. We haven't seen Cena since. If you see what I'm saying. Uh-huh. What do you do with Bron? Do Bron come back brainwashed and back under his control? Or does he just pop up normal or angry? He better not. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's ways like if they if they make Braun Strowman come back and be kind of like different or like I don't know, acting I don't know. If they just take advantage of it or maybe come back under Bray's control, like I just said earlier, uh then maybe it'll make a little bit more sense. Or maybe I could come back around and be like, okay, Maybe this match did accomplish something, but other than that, I can't tell you what accomplished. It wasn't a, it wasn't scary, and and maybe and maybe I need to talk to some of the younger generation who watched WWE and figure out did they consider it scary? Because maybe it wasn't supposed to be scary to me, but it wasn't really that scary. Uh, they had a couple of callbacks. I don't know who those extras that Braun kept fighting. They never told us about. They never told us it was extras at the uh, Wyatt compound.
1: Right. <laughs> Also, uh, don't be putting people in flame retardant suits. And Then, obviously,
0: them. about to set them on fire. Yeah, exactly. it was pretty obvious. The way
1: that fire started on his back was, like, so... Yeah, they
0: tried. Like I said, they tried their <gasps> best with that. Uh, like I said, I wouldn't recommend... This is probably one of the first cinematic matches I wouldn't recommend, and this is where I believe WWE is kind of not... I'm not going to say they're hitting their... Like, it's just like you don't necessarily need one every time. I think some of the in-ring work that some of the guys and gals did to today can vouch for itself. I think, truthfully, I mean, Impact Slammiversary was just Saturday was basically all in the ring. Like, every show doesn't necessarily need to be. Everybody's going through it right now. Everybody's pandemic up as far as wrestling or as far as sports goes anyway. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily have the cinematicas unless you have, like, a good, you know, foundation. Bron, like I said again, I love Braun Strowman. You're trying your heart out there, but he's just not a good actor. You know, even and I don't, I'm not, and that's not on him. What what I feel about this match is not even on Braun Strowman. No, I feel like him and Bray definitely did their best. I know it was hot as hell out there in Florida, in that he swamp. Was all, they was all in the team. swamp water or in the uh, water, wherever they was at. So. uh, You know, I commend them both for, you know, trying their best. I heard the shoot was seven hours or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a long time to be out there trying to put something together, whoever edited together and all that type of stuff. I know you had a lot of work to do. So I don't want to down any other people just because I don't understand it right now or just didn't really get it. But if they continue with it and uh and that means Braun's gonna be in trouble and now that means the fiend versus Braun Strowman is about to happen at real at SummerSlam, which I think that's where we're heading anyway, uh then yeah. then okay, that's fine. But again, I will still caution, WWE, if you're gonna give the fiend the title, beware of what you guys do with that because you know, it can turn bad again and you can have him losing to somebody you don't need to lose to so just make sure that uh we we like i know it's a pandemic i know times is hard but we still need to protect the fiend and uh you know i don't know what's gonna happen next in a lot of things that's going on right now especially with the united states title scene i don't know what's going on but at the end of the day the show was not that bad it was some really really good wrestling on the show it was also some pretty stupid or pretty like I don't know. I would just say like some things that I didn't that I didn't care for. But you know, it was also some things that impressed me. Like like I, even though I knew Dolph wasn't wouldn't win, I enjoyed the match. Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio gave it their all. Sasha and Oscar was probably the best match of the night, even with the weird finish or the no contest that I think we we, we received. That we're not that I don't know if they even talked about it being a no contest, but either way, it goes. Uh, this is our take on the horror show that was Extreme Rules. This has been uh, your boy Monty G. I will see you guys tomorrow because you guys will be hearing this on Monday. So, I will see you guys. Why can't we just tomorrow. like put the stuff out
1: and then you know go with the flow? Always got to kill the business, bro.
0: K-Fabe is dead.
1: Ugh.